finna hit record on the audio and once again this is the morning sun podcast i'm your host tj two braids shout out to randy for uh tuning in we on the episode 13 so this is our 13th episode of the podcast like i just said if you hear my baby crying it's because he don't want to uh boy quit trying to fry me uh it's because he ain't going to sleep but randy gonna say boy go to sleep ain't it nap time old man <laughs> no boy i ain't that old yet so this episode 13 of the podcast uh this podcast is brought to you by anchor fm uh it's on spotify facebook live youtube if you watching and listening hello uh, i've had people message me about the show saying you like it i've had people talk to me about different topics uh some people ask when i go on live on facebook and i try to do it every wednesday and saturday doesn't always work but you know it is what it is when you're a busy man so once again this is the morning sun podcast do you do your boy a favor follow us on instagram youtube uh and we just gonna kick it off with the first topic of tonight is once again a segment called saved not soft and the idea behind this segment is just getting to the reality that yes as a christian i'm a christian i don't know how you identify but as a christian man the world tries to take advantage of you um they try to think you're weak they try to get over on you and different things and i just try to give practical examples of how i balance that in my life now once again it's just my life uh, my life is nowhere near perfect, so I mess up all the time every day. But, um, you know, this is just a deeper look into the life of two braids. So, save not soft today. Uh, we're talking about knowing your worth, not being a yes man. So, I don't know if you know what a yes man is. Uh, a yes man is someone who says yes to everything. And so when we think of that in terms of being a Christian, being a man, uh, being an artist, being a minister, this may apply to you. Maybe you're a minister yourself. Uh, maybe you're a fellow artist. Maybe you're not. But you can take it and you can apply what I'm saying to the own context that applies to your life. But if you think about knowing your worth and not being a yes man, uh, you know, a yes man, when you have a good heart, when you help people, when you have a heart for the people, when you're about living missionally and living to um, accommodate people, minister to people, and most importantly, serve people. The Bible says the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for all. And so when you live a life of service, um, people can take advantage of that people can even try to guilt you into uh saying no to things and so you become a yes man and i had to learn this the hard way in my own life where there's always an event there's always an opportunity there's always a ministry or an outreach going on uh, there's always a show to do there's always somewhere to rap and perform or preach or speak or teach or volunteer or serve um but there's only 24 hours in a day and i had to learn this the hard way when i was single this was even before i was married and had kids 
which you add those factors into it, it would make it even more difficult. But I would just say yes to everything. I say, well, Jesus just wants me to preach the gospel to as many people as possible. Um, it's all about service. My life is not my own. Uh, you know, and then pretty soon people find out you're a young man from the hood uh, who grew up, you know, not really in super poverty. We always had enough to pay the bills, but we was by nowhere near rich. Um, so depending on how you look at poverty, you know, I would say maybe we're borderline in poverty, but, um, you know, you overcome that, you overcome addiction, gangs, crime, then they want you to tell your story everywhere and they want you to minister and teach and volunteer and rap and all these things. And so I would say yes to everything. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll do this event. Oh yeah, I'll do this youth event. Oh yeah, I'll go do evangelism. Oh yeah, I'll come to this Bible study. Sure, I'll preach at this church. Sure, I'll perform at your youth group. And then pretty soon I became a yes man. And I didn't say no to anything. And it became time consuming. Now as a single man who was in college, um, you have a lot more spare time on your hands, right? But even in that instance, you can become so overworked to the point that you're not doing your own personal self-care you're not rejuvenating yourself whether it's physically emotionally mentally spiritually and so then you get tired you get weary you get dried up you get worn out uh, many people would call it being burnt out and there's a danger in that if you are a yes man and the problem with that is people even people who say they're good-hearted people, Christians, church people, will try to make you feel guilty for not helping them at their event. Uh, when in reality, you have your own life, you have your own schedule, you have your own needs, uh, and you can't be a yes man. You can't do everything. We're not supermen. And so we have to learn that lesson the hard way sometimes because we do have a good heart. We do want to see people know Jesus. We do want to love on the less fortunate or whatever the case may be. Um, so we have to learn to say no. It's okay to say no. It's even healthy to say no because we simply cannot do everything in life. Um, and and besides the fact of just time time consumption and scheduling, some of the stuff we're just not equipped to do, right? So then we're trying to fill roles and we're trying to take on giftings that we don't even necessarily have, but we just simply have a good heart to serve people. Um, and so that's, that's the thing about being a yes man. Now, if we were to get into knowing your worth, I've had to come to a place in my life where I had to begin to balance and say, you know what? As an artist, as a minister, the Bible says that the worker is worth his wages. So here's the other thing. People will want you to do their event, but then they'll always want you to do it for free. So if I'm a minister or if I'm a rapper or a motivational speaker or whatever I am and you never try to compensate me but you ask me to take time away from work or time away from my family or time away from my own personal life, hobbies, self-care, but you always simply want me to do it for free. 
people will try to take advantage of you in that way because they say, well, you're saved. Why don't you just do it for free? Do it out of a good heart. I've had people who have tremendous youth groups or youth facilities or easily the funding to compensate me say oh come rap do a concert for my youth but we can't pay you and then it's like wait a second i come to your church y'all got video games y'all got food y'all got a nice youth room sound system light stage y'all can't even pay me a hundred bucks like we have to get to a place at least i had to where i was comfortable knowing my worth and saying it's not wrong to ask for compensation it's not wrong to uh the worker is is worthy of his wage right that's what the bible says and so people might not like that people might try to guilt you into that make you feel guilty for not doing it for free all the time and don't get me wrong i've done hundreds of events for free right for me it goes all about the event but i'm at a place now where i say okay people let's say for instance someone will ask me okay i want you to come do a concert for my community or my church or my youth group or my neighborhood or my reservation and i'll say okay i would thank you for thinking of me i'd love to partner with you to do god's work but if i could ask you a few questions do you have a budget I always ask them, do you have a budget? If they say yes, I'll say, okay, what is your budget? Do you have a budget specifically? Do you have a line item that allows to compensate me? If so, what what is that amount? I'm very flexible with my, I've done things for free. If they say, look, we don't have a budget. I'll say, okay, please tell me about your event. And if I feel God's leading me to, and it's it works within my schedule, I'll, I'll come for free. Right. I'll come rap, preach, pray for people, minister, teach. I have no problem doing that. Um, but if you have a budget set aside and you still want me to do everything for free, that's where it may become a problem. Um, people ask me all the time, what is your what's your set? What is your set price for being a rapper in a concert? Um, I have no shame. I have no shame in making this public info now i don't have i don't necessarily have to but i'm just letting people into a deeper side of my life if someone asks me they say i want to bring you to my event what is your what's your price range i say 500 bucks to do a concert now that's really not that much if you think of what rappers make um but i once again i had to come to a place where i said i know my worth i believe that i make good art in the form of hip-hop that glorifies god um and i'm that's worthy of something that's worth a wage if i've spent hours days nights writing this music recording this music performing this music crafting and sharpening this skill and you ask me to come put that skill on display just like any other worker would right whether i was a woodworker a carpenter a lawn care provider uh, the crazy thing is people have no problem paying for someone to plow their driveway. They have no problem paying for someone to cut their lawn. They have no problem paying the internet bill. They have no problem paying a mechanic when their car breaks down. But then it comes to something like Christian rap and then we say, wow, why don't you do the event for free? You're a Christian. You should have a good heart. But again, the Bible says that the worker is worthy of his wage. 
So I give people my price range and I say, look, by all means, don't let that scare you off because if you can't afford that budget, I'm still willing to work with you. But since you asked me, but since you asked me what my price range was, this is it. And by the way, my YouTube channel is TJ dash the number two and then the word braids with a Z. So TJ dash two braids. I can post a link in the comment section after, but it goes back to not being a yes man, right? We can't say yes to every event. And then it goes back to knowing your worth. So when someone tries to book me for an event, whether it's for a concert or a speaking engagement, I have a, I have a price range in mind. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, there was a time where I thought that might've been wrong. Um, but once again, if I'm doing work, and it's for you, I should be compensated. Now, if you can't do it, I will still take that into consideration. And like I said before, I've done hundreds of events for free probably, um, if not more. And I have no problem doing that because I am all about the Lord's work. Yet at the same time, I have bills. Um, you know, I have bills to pay. I have a family, I have children, right? Right, flat rates, you know what I'm saying? So we have to keep that in mind because otherwise everyone wants you to come do an event, a show, an outreach, uh, you know, minister, preach, whatever it is. And yet at the same time, as long as you take into consideration that I have a family to feed, I have two kids, I have a wife, I have a house payment, cars, bills, you know what I'm saying? That's just real life. And so it goes all back to knowing your worth. As a Christian man, someone might try to get over on me because they know I have a good heart, which many people have done. And when that happens in my life, you know what I say? I say, well, Lord, it is what it is. I'm not going to hold a grudge against people. I'm not going to be unforgiving because I don't believe in that. I don't believe in holding on grudges. I don't believe in holding unforgiveness in your heart. So I just release it. I say, God, creator, take that. You know, if that's the way they want to act, if that's what the way they want to live their life, that's on them. I can't control that, but I can't control my attitude. I can't control my perspective and my outlook on those things. And so this is the first segment, Save Not Soft. Um, I hope you liked it. If you like the podcast, please comment, like, share, share it with your friends. Tell them to tune in. Um, I'm still waiting for the day someone will be brave enough to hop on screen with me and dialogue. You know, Facebook Live has a feature where I could bring you on the screen and we could dialogue back and forth. Whether you agree with me, whether you disagree with me, whether you have a topic you'd like to discuss, um, more than willing to do so. But we're going to get right into the second segment. The second segment is spiritual life hacks. So once again, if you think of the practice of life hacks, if you think of what it means to have a life hack, it means to make life easier. It means to make life more uh, accommodating, uh, ease of access um, and, and different things. And we've done different spiritual life hacks. But the one we're going to do today is surrounded on prayer, the discipline of prayer, the need for prayer. So I don't know what you believe if you're watching this by all means. I'm not trying to put you into a box, into my box. You might have different beliefs, worldviews, religions. That's totally fine. I'm just giving you the perspective of a biblical worldview, uh, true Christianity. You may have perceptions about Christianity. 
Uh, they may be justified or they may be false. That's fine. But when it comes to prayer, I believe that prayer is essential for life. If we are created and there is a creator, prayer is what we use to communicate to God. So, um, how do we communicate with God? We communicate with God through prayer. Is prayer easy? Uh, does prayer always work? Why do we pray? Does God hear our prayers? Why doesn't God answer our prayers? There's so many questions that we could have about prayer that we probably do have, currently have had, or will have. And the first thing about God is I don't believe God's afraid of those situations. God's not afraid of our, our tough questions. Why didn't you answer this prayer when my grandpa was dying and I prayed for him and you didn't do nothing about it? Right. God's not afraid of those questions. He has a master plan. We don't understand it fully, uh, but he's always working constantly. And if you're a believer, the Bible says that he's working on our behalf. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father interceding for us day and night. So God is working on our behalf. Um, but I want to share a story with you about prayer. Number one, the first story is as a child, I saw my father praying every day. Um, and this ha this continued on through my childhood, my adolescence, my teenage years, my young adult years. Uh, I even remember many times where I would come home drunk out of my mind off a of binge high off drugs weed coke all types of things i'd pass out i'd wake up at six in the morning to my dad my my room was in the basement so i'd wake up at six five six in the morning to my dad singing songs to god and praying out loud vocally now i don't know if you've ever had a hangover or a splitting headache but to hear that at 6 a.m. could be one of the most annoying things in life, right? You don't want to hear someone singing. You don't want to hear loud noises. It's super annoying when you have a hangover and a splitting headache. So I used to despise it. Um, but that was when I was immature and didn't understand the purpose of prayer. Right? Many times he was praying for me, crying out, saying, God, why is my son this way? I've taught my son to be a good man and follow you, and all he does is rob people, sell drugs, do drugs, live the gang life, whatever I did, right? I don't want to get into that. A lot of y'all know my story, but until I understood the purpose of prayer, I didn't understand why, um, I didn't understand why I heard that, right? And then... It began to be ingrained in me. My dad did this every day of his life. That's how important prayer was to him because it's a discipline. So is prayer easy? Heck no, prayer ain't easy. What the heck? Um, Is it easy to pray every day? Is it easy to pray in need? Is it easy to humble yourself and ask for help? Is it easy to pray when it seems like none of your prayers are being answered? Heck no, right? And then you add on the busyness of life, scheduling, work, job, family, uh, hobbies, you know, relationships. And then it's like, oh crap, dang, I didn't have no time to pray today. 
right? Uh, so that's the first story I have prepared. The second is I did an internship in Louisiana when I was in college. Before I get into this, let me read this comment. It says, you can't change the creator's way. Things happen the way they're supposed to. Prayer is personal to me, whether it be spoken or in your own mind. It's very, very personal. Yeah, that's right. Thank you for that comment. Prayer is very personal. Um, and that's that's the goal. You know, that's the goal is to make it personal. Um, and so the second story I would have about prayer is I did an internship in Louisiana, actually with my wife's uncle. She wasn't my wife at the time. Uh, she was just a girl that really, really liked me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but he said, look, you're going to do this internship at my church. This was in my junior year of college. I did a seven month internship. Uh, so I went and lived on the res in Louisiana at, and I worked at a church every day. He said, the only thing that I'm going to grade you on for this internship. And when your university asks me if you fulfilled the duties of this internship, I'm going to judge you based upon one thing. I want you to wake up every day. I want you to wake up every day and I want you to pray in the church from 7 to 9 a.m. I think it was 7 to 9 a.m. And he said, the only thing I'm going to judge you upon your internship is if you go in that church and pray every day for two hours. And if you do that, I'll write your reports and they'll all be good and you'll pass. And if you don't do that, then I'm I'm going to tell you, you know, you didn't do good a good internship. So I'm going to tell your teachers. And so I had already seen, remember, my dad, my whole life praying every day, vocally, out loud. Um, he didn't care who was around. And now I'm having this person who I'm doing an internship with tell me I'm requiring you to go pray for two hours. And it was hard. There was days I fell asleep. There was days I didn't know what to pray. Uh, there was days where I felt like this was dumb. This was a waste of time. But over the long haul, I look at that. What up, Josh? What up? I look at that and I see what it taught me, the discipline of prayer and the need for prayer. And now pray, prayer is something that I partake in every day, whether it's a set time where I turn off all the TV, the you know, the music, the phone and actually just meditate and pray um, or whether it's in the car when I have nothing else to do. And so I'm reaching out to God or maybe it's when I'm in need. Right. There's a lot of things going on in life. My sister has cancer. My brother's doing life in prison. All of these things that I deal with in life. My kid's been sick for a month. You know, those are things that I lift up to God. Um, and I believe he hears me and he works on my behalf. But he works on my behalf in his timing, in his way. He may not answer my prayer. And that's what makes him God. And that's what makes me creation so he's creator we're creation he doesn't have to answer our prayers we think god has to answer our prayers or we're not going to mess with him anymore we're not going to be in relationship with him but he's god and we are creation we have to submit to his will and his plan um and so what prayer taught me was a discipline and also another thing about prayer is you can pray anytime you don't have to go to church to pray you don't need a priest with you to pray. You don't need a medicine man with you to pray. You don't need to practice some ritual or ceremony or good deed, right? You don't have to be a spotless, sinless person with no evil in your life to pray. You could pray to God at any time. We could pray right now. We could say, God, thank you that we're all watching this podcast. 
please help us protect us guide us draw us closer to you in jesus name amen like you can pray at any time i remember preaching a sermon five six years ago and it was the first time it was on prayer and i said the same thing you can pray at any time you don't need to come to church to pray you don't need to go to ceremony to pray those are all things that could help you pray but in and of itself you can open your mouth and vocalize prayer to god the creator at any time any place anywhere and god is listening um that's the beautiful thing about prayer also uh, a lot of times we don't realize the urgent need for prayer prayer i heard it said best by uh miles monroe one of my favorite preachers he said prayer is giving god license to work on earth so we could scheme and plot we could make all the decisions all the plans we could focus all our money on what we want to spend our money on we could devote our life to whatever career job relationship all that we could make all the plans or we can stop and take moments and minutes and say god i like to do this when i pray i like to open my hands put my hands up there's just a sign of saying god i surrender to you whatever you have for me give me we could pray at any time and we could say god help me with my job help me with schooling please help me with my anger help me be a better father uh, help me be more wise with my money so that i don't blow it every time i get paid uh, whatever whatever is going on in your life um let prayer teach you something and i promise you here's the thing if you call upon god and ask him to reveal yourself reveal himself to you he will and the last thing i'll say about prayer is this prayer is so much more than just giving god your wish list god's not a genie right this isn't aladdin where you rub god's belly and lamp and Oh, three wishes. What do you want? No, that's not how it works, right? Prayer is so much more than just giving God your wish list. Um, we must also listen. There's times where God is trying to speak to us. God is trying to talk back. Now, you may have verbally hear God. I believe there's people who verbally hear God. I don't believe it's very often. But God may speak to you through creation, through a song, through someone in your life, uh, through music, media, whatever it is. You may say, dang, I think, you know what? That seems like much more than a coincidence. I was just praying about that. I was just thinking about that. Now here, maybe God's trying to say something to me. I don't know if Josh is still watching this, Josh Vermillion, but I remember going to WLS with him one year and we talked all about we talked about God. We talked about faith. How do we know if God's real? How do we know if the Bible's true? We talked about my life story. A lot of topics we talked about. And then the very next day after Josh had all these questions late at night, um, the preacher, my friend, actually Doug Hutchcraft, who may see this, you know, shout out to Doug. We didn't converse about this, but he went on and he talked about some of those topics. We're not just Josh, but many of the young men at WLS that was in my group had questions about. So then I look over at Josh down the aisle. I say, hey, Josh, you listening? Maybe that's more than just a coincidence that he's talking about some of the very topics we had questions about last night. So that's a practical example of how maybe God could be speaking, right? So um 
I went to Catholic school, someone says, from K to 8th, then transitioned to De La Salle after that and got to college, had me thinking more like an atheist. Took me life experiences, finding my strength and weakness, and took me coping and dealing to have a spiritual movement. Hey, amen, man. We all go through things. Um, we all go through things, you know. I personally hated God. I hated God. I hated Christians. I hated church. Um for many years i thought if god was real why is my life so effed up you know if god's real why my brother doing life if god's real why people shooting my house up you know if god's real why are we poor a lot of questions i had so i definitely feel you on the fact that it takes a process and sometimes it takes our own weakness brokenness uh to bring us back to creator um you know so definitely feel that but once again this is spiritual life hacks this is the second segment of the podcast again this is the morning sun podcast i'm your host tj two braids uh thank you for tuning in and this was the second segment um you can find us on youtube instagram facebook uh anchor fm spotify google podcasts and we're in the works of being on apple Podcasts. people keep asking me when you getting on Apple Podcasts, because I got an iPhone. I got you. But in the meantime, you can still watch on YouTube, Spotify, all types of other ways. But we're working on Apple Podcasts. Um, but again, that was Spiritual Life Hacks, the discipline and need for prayer. And now we're going to get into the third segment and the last segment, which is more sports related. I'm going to talk about the NFL playoffs and then also the NBA. Um, Y'all know I love basketball and football, if you know me. But... My NFL predictions last week obviously did not. Y'all know I appreciate it, bro. I definitely appreciate your dialogue. If you ever want to be on the podcast, uh, hit me up, man. We could bring you in, put you on, you know, talk about whatever you want to talk about, some topics, discussions. Uh, that would be super dope. We've had guests on the show, and it's always, it's always fun. Um, but, yeah, my NFL predictions last week, they did not go as planned um obviously the vikings lost right someone could even say god didn't answer my prayer because i wanted the vikings to win and they didn't lose i got a friend low-key who would hit me up on the dl and be like yo pray to jesus that the vikings win for me <laughs> i'd always joke with him and say but what if there was what if there's people on the other team that believe in god too then who does he vote for right i don't believe god cares about sports in that way who wins and loses uh that's my opinion but obviously i picked the vikings to win they lost um i picked the ravens to win but what i did say is the the titans had a chance right if you watch the last podcast i did say if derrick henry runs the way he ran against the patriots and they keep lamar jackson off the field um they have a chance and i believe they shocked the world i'm also slightly starting to think lamar jackson's overrated how do you have no playoff wins and you dominate the regular season the way you did this year? To me, that's crazy. Um, but as far as the AFC championship goes, first of all, if you look at what the Chiefs did, I'm at the mall, right? Walking around with my wife. Now, first of all, I didn't want to go to the mall during the Chiefs-Texans game. I wanted to go home and watch the game. But sometimes you have to put priorities in place. My wife wanted to go to the mall and spend her Ulta gift card that she got for Christmas, right? And so I said, okay, cool. I'll be willing to sacrifice 
for you to go do this. So then I'm in the mall, I'm walking around. I look at my phone. The Chiefs are up. They're losing 21-0. I'm thinking, I'm glad I came now. These dudes is finna get blown out. So every now and then I'm updating, looking at the game as I'm walking through the mall and the stores. And pretty soon I see the Chiefs coming back, right? Then I see at halftime they're winning. They go on to go on, was it a 51-7 run in the NFL playoffs? Bro, think about the magnitude of that. To go on a 51-7 run in the NFL playoffs is simply insane. Um, Insane, right? To think about. Especially after being down 21-0. I heard that some Chiefs fans left in the first quarter because they were so heated. The jokes on them people for being fair weather fans. Um, but for the AFC Championship, man, I got the Chiefs over the Titans. I feel like I'm going to regret this pick because Derrick Henry and the Titans have been shocking the world, man. And who's to say they don't go on and maybe win the Super Bowl? Uh, but I just think Pat Mahomes is the real deal. I personally think Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, I think he's better than Lamar Jackson. He's better than Tom Brady at this point, which is kind of hard for me to say. I definitely think he's better than Aaron Rodgers. Um, so we'll see. But I got the Chiefs over the Titans. I'm going to say 24-17 Chiefs. Um, although, man, they scored 51 points. That might be kind of lowballing it. <laughs> Uh, I got the Chiefs over the Titans. And then for the NFC, obviously, you've seen what happened. Uh, I'm not even going to get into the fact. The fact, right? I don't care who's watching this. It was a fact. Jimmy Graham did not get a first down on that play. There's a lot of hypotheticals that went into that. The Seahawks, would they get the ball back? If they did, would they score? Whatever. I'm over it. Apologies to all my Seattle people. My second home. I love y'all. My second family. But just straight bs but anyways the packers won it is what it is um i don't believe the packers are going to beat the 49ers and i'll give you two reasons why the 49ers defense is phenomenal uh and number two the packers are not at home and we could get into the what i believe is a fact the refs favor the packers at home but i'm not even gonna go there I'm just going to simply say the Packers are not the same team on the road as they are at home. And for whatever factor you want to put into that, that's just reality. I don't think the Packers are going to go into San Francisco in the NFC Championship game with the chance to go to the Super Bowl and beat the 49ers. Um, I don't believe we even saw the 49ers full arsenal against the Vikings because they just simply kept running it down our throats and they didn't have to do anything else. Uh, you look at Bosa, the defense, Sherman, I think they'll be ready. Um, I don't think the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl, but I do think they will go to the Super Bowl. Um, so I got the 49ers over the Packers. I'm going to say 31-21. Um, that's my NFL predictions. Uh, maybe next podcast you'll get my Super Bowl picks. I don't know. But now I want to move into my last thing I'm going to talk about, and it is uh, the NBA. And so what I've seen is I saw a report come out that was saying the NBA should do a one-on-one -on -one tourney at the All-Star game. Uh, I can't remember if it's – I don't think it's actually going to happen, but I think some players were 
discussing that they think the NBA needs that. Um, and so I was like, you know what? That's a super good idea. If we were to think about just the attractions that it would have, um, personally, let's say, let's say you get LeBron James playing Kawhi Leonard one-on-one, right? Or Kyrie Irving against, you know, Steph Curry or, you know, obviously you would have to do it by positions or skill set. I mean, you don't want, you don't want, you know, Jokic playing one-on-one against, um, you know, Damian Lillard. That just doesn't make sense. Right. Um, but think about it and it wouldn't have to be every player, just the players that are willing to do it. But you think about how many fans interest that would draw to watch. I know I personally would love to watch a one-on-one tournament where you get to see the top players put up or shut up, right? A lot of people want to wear the crown of the best player, but who's really willing to put up their game or maybe even money, right? Maybe it's a maybe it's a competition and and the winner gets money and you're playing to see who has the crown for the best one-on-one point guard. The best one-on-one shooting guard. The best one-on-one. Maybe you break it down into the five positions and then the players that want to actually participate would go into it. I'm a center. I want to play in the one-on-one center tournament. I'm a small forward. I want to be in the small forward tournament. Bro, that would be super dope. Um, One of the best videos I ever watched on YouTube for basketball, it was the USA team and they were all playing each other one-on-one. It was Devin Booker, Paul George, uh, I don't can't remember if it was Kobe, LeBron, KD, Kyrie, right? They're all taking turns playing each other one on one, and it was super cool. And the the thing about it was in the video, there was people who kept getting buckets. You didn't think was gonna necessarily happen. So I remember Devin Booker was was giving them buckets for a little bit. Paul George, I think, I can't remember, but it seemed like Paul George actually won. I don't know what they were playing to, 11 or 15, right? So you get the ball. If you score, you stay on. If you don't score, then it's the person on defense's ball, and they move on, and a new defender comes on. If I'm not mistaken, in that video, Paul George seemed to have won the game. Um, So even look at it from that perspective. If you were to say, who do I think would win a one-on-one tournament on the USA team with all these superstars. You might not even think Paul George would win, but according to that video, he did. And so I think it would also showcase people's talent on a whole different level where obviously people, you know, the average fan would think Kawhi's going to win it or LeBron or Steph Curry, but you just never know what's going to happen until you put up or shut up. You put your game on the line for the world to see the pressure behind that, right? I think it would be awesome. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to touch. I just wanted to talk about that. Um, I don't know. What do y'all think? Do you think that would be dope to see a one-on-one tournament during the All-Star game or All-Star weekend? Uh, I think it would be super dope. I also think it would be super dope if LeBron actually entered the dunk contest for once in his career. The likelihood of that happening now is... uh, probably virtually impossible but it's just another knock on him in my opinion you're always afraid to join the slam dunk championship um yeah but that that's neither here nor there um but yeah man this has been the morning sun podcast i'm your host tj two braids do us a favor follow us on instagram at the morning sun podcast uh subscribe to our youtube page tj dash 
two braids the number two and then b r a i d z two braids um we're on instagram spotify facebook youtube uh google podcasts etc etc the podcast is expanding it's getting bigger and better um and we just thank you for listening um we've Thank you for the support, the comments, the likes, the messages. People have DM'd me on Facebook, Instagram, supporting the podcast. Super dope. The easiest way you can support your friend who's an artist or creative person is just share it. Share the podcast. It takes one second to hit share. Boom. So do me a favor. Do that for your boy. Uh, it's Wednesday. I hope you're having a good night. Hope you get a beautiful night's sleep. Wake up tomorrow refreshed rejuvenated ready to tackle the second half of the week uh i'm personally looking forward to being the weekend so it is what it is man god bless y'all peace